What are we talking about again today? The tax man? Yeah, the the axe man of New Orleans. The brass Orleans? man? Orleans? Orleans? The glass man? Nolans? I don't know how to pronounce this. The ass man. Oh, the, the ass, ass man, man of Nolans. That makes a lot of sense now. You know, I thought... Wait. Where am I? Words and brain waves. <laughs> I thought you said. I thought you were gonna say word, like word. Worms. <laughs> worms. Enigmas. Yeah. Alaskan bull worms of the mind. We're floating. You're in space. Caleb's trying to hypnotize you guys once more. Close your eyes. That's freaky. I'm not doing that. Now open. I'm not listening. Now open them. You are in the ocean. It's blue everywhere. And there's a shark. No, just kidding. Shark month's over. Shark month is over. What are we doing today? Uh, The axe man. That is a whole thing. The New Orleans one. The New Orleans ass man. Yeah, that one. <laughs> I love this guy. Wait, what'd he do again? Yeah. yeah. Hurt a bunch of people, killed a bunch of people. Oh, that's not the guy I was thinking yeah, of. Like a thief of the night. Oh, okay. I, the guy he, I was. He was not a thief. The guy I was talking about just, he likes butts and he cannot lie. Oh, that guy. Yeah. So okay. Sir so we're talking. a lot, I think his name is. Okay. So we're talking about different men here. <clears throat> very, very different men. Okay. So anyway, this is Horse Soup. Uh, I am Caleb. Uh, that really pains me to say that. I am Bree. Ah, oh, shit. So, this is uh, True Crime Thursdays, another another one of these danders. Danderoos. Yeah, that's what I'm calling them now. Yeah, danderoos. And this is uh, Bree's episode, so if it's, it's shitty, uh, don't don't come for me. It's not my fault. Hey, if it's shitty, you guys let me know, and uh, I'll probably kill myself over it, so oh, that's, <laughs> no big deal. Those are harsh words. Oh, Jesus Christ. What am I, what's going on? Okay. All right. Should I, should I just uh, start? Should I just start doing this? This is your you're calling the shots here, bud. This I don't I don't like this. I'm just sitting here drinking some booze. I am too drinking booze. I got some burps going on. So excuse me. Okay. So the Axeman was an American serial killer in New Orleans and surrounding areas who was active from May 1918 to October 1919. A fucking cool ass minute ago. Over a hundred years ago. Those are some years. That is a lot of years. Uh, he injured six and killed six. This mysterious axe man was never caught. And um, in 1918, uh, so the busy isn't streets. Unsolved. Yes, it, it is unsolved. Unsolved, guys. The busy streets of New Orleans became paralyzed with fear, gripped by the presence of a killer who stalked homes of couples and singles in the night with an axe clutched in his hands. Some say he was just a man who walked the streets calm as day, blending in and out of society as he pleases. Others say he was an evil spirit who only brought death to the city. Dun, dun, dun. That was, uh, you got pretty dark there. You know, you know what's weird to me that some people believe that this didn't happen. What do you mean? Like, I was looking at, like, YouTube comments and people are like, I don't believe in the axe man. I'm like, what? It's facts. <laughs> like, <laughs> it should happen, you fucking idiots. <laughs> I don't believe in him. Nope, never happened. On what basis do you have that it 
did happen. Fucking records, dude. I mean, I don't have these facts, you, but it's like records. You, these people died. Do you have these records? No, I don't. Can you show me these records? No. It's from fucking 100 years ago, 102 years ago. It sounds like the other team's winning right now. I'm leaning, so far in this episode, I'm leaning more toward he's not real. <laughs> All right, you know what? Let's you'll just go have, ahead and get into this. Cause, you'll uh, have to convince me. I'm just, I'm just going to go straight into this. No, no fucking around. Okay. All right. So the, the axe man would often use the victim's axe as the murder weapon. Like, he never carried his own tools around. He would always, like, use their tools on well, yeah. them. He would just go to their houses. He would, like, be coming in from the back, and he would just be like, oh, there's an axe over there. All right, there's a nunchuck over here. I'm going to use these nunchucks. It's a nunchuck. Numb. It's nunchucks. Mine are numb. Your do chucks you are numb? Do you think they have a lot of feeling in them? <laughs> Your chucks are numb? They're numb. All right. I don't think they have feeling. Do you think they do? That would be a dumb weapon. I mean... I want my weapon to be numb. I don't want it to feel pain. <laughs> Come on, man. It's not nunchucks, you fucking idiot. Grow up, you numb nut. You're, you're the one who doesn't know how to pronounce nunchucks. Shut up, numbhead. You're stupid. All right, big head. Okay, so the first victims he had claimed were like particularly like brutal. All right, haircut. It... <laughs> Okay, so um, this uh, his first victims was, were an Italian grocer named Joseph Maggio and his wife Catherine on May twenty third, nineteen eighteen. Hey, I'm Joseph Maggio. <laughs> Don't be fucking rude. Hey, I got my wife Catherine right here. We're gonna have some Maggio dinner. What do you think he ate? Spaghetti and meatballs? They lived in the apartment above their grocery store, and during the late hours, the Axemen crept into their home and slit their throats with a razor. That's not good. Afterwards, he bashed their heads in with an axe. Jeez. Assuming that he was what? trying to like cover up the throat slashing. But oh, that's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Catherine's throat was cut so fucking bad that her head was nearly severed. Damn, so he slipped it was fucking brutal. bashed him in with an axe? That's some fucking like, deep hatred right these, there. These fir this first couple, I think, were the only ones that he slit the throats with. Oh, really? I'm not sure why, because nothing oh. is known about this man. But yeah, when, uh, when law enforcement arrived, they found the murderer's bloody clothes and ruled out robbery as a motive as nothing was stolen. Like, everything was still there. Their valuables, their money was left in like plain sight. Nothing was fucking taken. Do we think that the Axeman is the Zodiac Killer? Probably not. Okay. Okay. Just to get that conspiracy out of the way, guys, he is not <laughs> the Zodiac Killer. So later, the razor used uh, was found to belong to the victim's brother, Andrew Maggio, who worked in a barber shop. Mm. So that's a little weird. Edward and, um, Yeah. His employee, Esteban Torres, Wait. was questioned, and he said Wait, that Sweeney, the- Sweeney Todd. That's that's the one. Same shit. <laughs> <laughs> they both cut hair. Yep. Yeah, one of them cuts hedges. The other one cuts downstairs hedges. <laughs> <coughs> that's right, right? Downstairs hedges. Oh, shit. Okay, so anyways, he, he was like a barber. Like, he had his own shop. And so when his employee, uh, Esteban Torres, was questioned, uh, he said that the razor was taken from the shop two days prior to the murder. And Andrew claimed he wanted a nick honed from the blade. Which I wow. guess means that he okay. wants the blade to be, like, fixed, repaired. Yeah, that sounds about right. A little sus if you ask me, but uh, whatever. So Andrew lived in the adjoining apartment, 
and said that he hadn't heard any strange noises coming from his brother's apartment that night because he was intoxicated. Well, that's not something you should that's do at the moment. suspicious. <laughs> to say, to say the least. Andrew was also the one to discover his brother and sister-in-law's body roughly two hours after the attack. Oh. Yeah, but I, I don't know. This guy seems fucking weird to me, dude. Yeah. Yeah, it's still... Like, uh, I, mean, I don't... I, it's more sucks razor, for the person. Your razor was found there, and then you discovered the bodies, and you lived right next door. That could be a coincidence, though. That's not... Well. I mean... I don't know. What what else you got? What else you got? He was considered a prime suspect at the time, but then released because investigators weren't able to break down his statement. Okay. He also had told police uh, he saw an unknown man lurking near the residence prior to the murders. Uh, Who's he, the man? He could have just said this. I have no idea. Like I said, this is unsolved. I want to know who the man is. I want his address. I want his... What, what year well, is this again? He's probably I, dead now, 1918. I want, I want his 1918 phone number. Is that the one with the little, like, you put your finger in the circle and you, and you twist spin it? it around. That's, like, probably later, but I hope they have it now, or they got, like, some rocks. I feel the, like they probably had those ones I where th- you, like, had to put the earpiece and the, then the, the mouthpiece, too, or something. Or they have, like, the string and the cans. Oh, yeah, that that was known to work very well. Okay. We should, we should try that. We should test that theory. Oh, I already do it. I've never actually so. done that. Anyways, <clears throat> next on June 27th, 1918, Louis Besumer. I don't know. Say it's that it's again. spelled like Besumer. <laughs> it's Besumer? spelled like Besumer, but I think it's Spell Besumer. It. B U, no, sorry. B E S U M E R. I'm going to say Besumer. I'm just going to call him Louis, actually. Besumer. <sighs> Basumer? I'm not gonna call him Basumer. I don't wanna I don't wanna okay. be rude. I'm just call, okay. call him Lewis. I don't know how to pronounce that. Anyways, yeah, June 27, 1918, uh Lewis and his mistress Harriet Lowe were attacked during the early morning hours in the apartment in back of his grocery store. Hey, what's your first name? Lowe? Harriet Lowe. Harriet got low, 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 low. She got them apple bottom jeans. Honestly, if my last name was Lowe, I would I would actually just walk around with a boom box playing. And that. apple bottom jeans. And some boots with the fur. I don't see why not. I'm or, sure, like, or possibly some Reeboks with the straps. Yeah, that's like a whole mood. Like, I think you would have I mean, to do it. You're not that wrong. Point. It's it's like a this guy is another grocer though. Like he had his own grocery store. Like, and maybe this was before her time. What are you talking about? The apple bottom jeans. The apple bottom jeans. Oh well, it it could have been. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I don't it know when that was. song came out. Not. <laughs> I, I I think I would date it back to 1910. You're right. I would date it back. That's a seems, classic. That seems believable. It's a classic. Yeah. Okay, so Lewis was struck with a hatchet above his right temple and caused a possible skull fracture. Fracture. Lowe was hacked over her left ear and found unconscious at the scene. The two were found around 7 a.m. by a bakery delivery man who was doing a... <laughs> I was supposed to write routine, but I wrote routney. <laughs> routney? He was doing a routney check? He was doing a routney delivery. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta. He stated that he found both of them in a pool of their own blood, and the oh. axe, the axe or the hatchet used, belonged to Lewis and was found in the apartment. So another one. Is, wait, this, this dude. Guy, wait, was the axe in the apartment or outside? What was an apartment at this time? Like, where is this at again? New Orleans. New Orleans, Louisiana. Do they have? Oh, Louisiana. It, it, Where's the other New Orleans? Is there another there's one? There's only one New Orleans. There's one of those. What? I, I thought it was a twofer. 
There's only one New Orleans, I think. Okay, well, at this one, at this one New Orleans, how are the apartments there? Is there like a house? Is there a, like is there a no, good? No, they're axe like spot? connected to like businesses. Like people lived. So where was the axe at this time? In the apartment. He had his axe in his apartment, or like where... he left the axe in the apartment. You don't know where but it was the found axe, though. The axe was found in the apartment after he no, hurt but these before. people. When when did he find it? I don't know. Ah, these shit. people just had axes, I guess. I don't fucking know. Yeah, I know. well, that's what I want to know. I want to know like where everyone <laughs> kept their axes in 1918. Probably in like a, a special case. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about all that. You're, you're. Um, I don't know. <laughs> where would you keep an axe? If I was in 1918 or right now? Uh, in 1918. Um, just like in a stump, you know. Like I would like finish cutting wood and I would hit it into a stump with hmm. like my wife beater. On and then uh, my ripped up wife. Be- Do they have some, wife some dungarees? No, no, you're giving it too much. No, like my. Uh, what did they wear in 1918? What did men know. wear? It was close to the Roaring Twenties, so I mean, not too bad. Suits. Yeah, yeah, suit. I would I would take off uh, I would take off my tie after a long day of uh, cutting wood in my suit, and then I would hit my axe into the stump. And move on. Just that, just for no reason? That's where my axe would be. Hmm. Then where, would what, it be, where would it be now? Now, now, okay. Um, in a in a door. <laughs> you thought about that. Probably in a door. Which door and why? Whichever door is closest to me and because if someone's coming in and you want I need them to, to be use warned? an axe... No, no, they don't see it. It's on my side of the door. That just sounds very dangerous. It's a thick door. Yes, but what if you trip and fall on your axe? That's not how it works in my house. Um, Well, also, <laughs> the handle's kind of pointing outward, so I hopefully hit the handle. If I don't, that's... That could still hurt you very badly. That's on me. But, like, if someone tries to come in, my door's locked, so they gotta wiggle for a second. Then I get up, I unlock it, I take the axe out, and then I axe them. Yeah, ax them. It's a bad, yeah, it's a bad plan because I don't have like those seeing eye holes in all of my doors. Yeah, you don't. That's yeah, so it's dangerous. It could backfire, <clears throat> and also you ask some people might ask like, "Hey, what do you do with this axe? Do you chop wood with it?" No, hmm. it's not what an axe is for. Axe is for defense. Okay, so like each of these like victims, like whether they were killed or not, like. It gets kind of weird, like, towards the end of the story, and I don't know why. And what why? Like, okay, just watch. <clears throat> watch or listen. So, well, listen. Tell me what to do. <laughs> do I close my eyes? Do I close my ears? What do I do? Yeah, is this the part where I put on the 3D glasses? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the axe used belonged to Lewis and blah, blah, blah. Um, so, Lewis later stated that he was sleeping at the time of his attack, and uh, shortly after, police arrested a man also named Lewis... Obicon? I it's You're spelled- butchering <laughs> these names. You're butchering them. I'm it's gonna tell you that right now. O U B I C O N. It's not a real name. Uh, o- uh, Ubicon? <coughs> Ubicon? That sounds like a company name. I don't know. It does. It or like a website or something. He definitely owns a company. Yeah, well, anyways, he was an African American man who was employed at the grocery store a week prior to the attacks. Absolutely no evidence existed proving Lewis guilty except the fact that he had offered a conflicting account on where he was the morning of the attacks. 
So, like, there was no fucking evidence. He just, like, couldn't remember where he was that morning. And so they were just like, you, it's it. You're you're fucking, you're done, kid. Yeah, that's not very polite. Yeah. This was 1918, too, so very different times. And so um, Harriet, uh, she had stated shortly after the attacks that she remembered seeing a uh, this is a bad word to say, but this is her statement. Uh, a mulatto man, which uh, makes Wait, it, what is that? It's now considered like a derogatory term for a mixed person. Really? Half, half black, half white. Yeah. Mulatto. Yeah. Like, that sounds like that sounds like a what's up, mulatto? Yeah. Uh, didn't Adam Demamp say that? I think so. I don't know who said that. Someone said that on a show that I watch. Often. I think it's Eric Andre. Yeah, yeah, that's totally Eric Andre. What's up, mulatto? Yeah. Time so for some ranch. It's spelled M-U-L-A-T-T-O. Oh, shit, mulatto. I didn't know that was derogatory. I thought I thought that was like a... I thought it was just like a like jabroni type of I thing. I thought that was like a jabroni kind of <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, me too, so like, when I read that, I was like, oh, let me just make sure what this means, but it's considered derogatory now. Or like wise guy. Yeah, pretty much. I thought that was a wise guy. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, uh, her statement was discarded by police due to her delusion state. Uh, police stated that robbery seemed to be the only motive for the attacks, but nevertheless, no valuables or money was taken. So robberies were obviously not the motive for the attack. No, they weren't, but they had, like, no other motive, really. Like, they just didn't know why this guy was, like... These cops are idiots. No, yeah, they suck. They suck very bad. Okay, <laughs> this is where it gets fucking weird. So... That went on for far too long. <laughs> so the second these. Louis Ubacon, I really don't know how to pronounce Just that. Stop. I'm so sorry. Louis O. He was later released due to a lack of evidence. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> and media was now looking at um, Basumer himself because apparently they had found a bunch. Just use first names. Listen to this. They're both <laughs> named Louis. They're both named Louis, dummy. Use Louis B and Louis business okay well whatever media was looking at lewis b because apparently they had found a bunch of letters written in german russian and yiddish in a trunk in his home at the time i don't even know what yiddish means it's not a widely used language i'll tell you that yeah i could tell you that much i'll tell you that for free so upon finding these letters police believed that he was a german spy (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Which baby. led to his immediate arrest. I love what we're getting into. Uh, Harriet was in the hospital during all of this, fading in and out of consciousness, and she had stated that she, in fact, that he w- like he was a German spy. Like, she oh, believed hell this. Oh, yeah. Back up on the Russian spy. And German. Two days, he was la- two days later, he was released, and two police officers were demoted because of unacceptable police work. Oh, God damn it. Wait, you're telling me this guy wasn't a German spy? <laughs> no. What? There was, like, no, no evidence. There's no way. There's no evidence of this shit, dude. There's no way he wasn't they were a German just- spy. These cops were literally just, like, conjuring shit up. I mean, he probably was a German spy, but, like, okay, listen to this. Listen to this. Do we think the Axeman was also a German spy? It's possible. I don't know. I know nothing about that, man. Fuck. So, Louis B. was arrested yet again. uh, He was a Russian spy. (laughs) He was arrested yet again in August of 1918 after Lo, who was on her deathbed, like, she was was dying because she had, like, a failed surgery. She stated that he had attacked her... About a month prior with his hatchet. That's not something a normal person does. 
Yep. <laughs> Anyways, Lewis B. was charged with murder and served nine months until being acquitted after a 10-minute long jury deliberation. Why? Doesn't make sense. I don't fucking know. That's all I found. That doesn't seem right. Like, I, I think it? they disregarded her statement because she was, like, not there anymore. They were like, like, oh, you're dying. She so. was dying. But, I mean, I would take that to heart and, like, seriously, like, look into that, especially the whole German does spy it, thing. Does like, it say what state she was in? Like, was she actually, like, kind of just saying weird shit at that point? or No. Well, before, like, she was fading in and out of consciousness. Oh, okay. And then now she's dying after a failed surgery, so she's probably on all these pain meds and, like... Fucking heroin's what they gave him back then. Like, you know, like you got ghosts in your blood. Do fucking coke about it. Yep. Okay. So our next one, you Anna. Went, you went. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sound like a frog croaking. <laughs> so Anna Schneider <laughs> was attacked during the early morning hours of August fifth, nineteen eighteen. She was eight months pregnant and twenty eight years old at the time. She said that she had awoke to a dark figure standing over her. And that she was bashed in the face repeatedly. Eight months pregnant? Mm-hmm. That's fucked. Her scalp had been cut open and her face was covered in her own blood. She was discovered by Mr. Schneider, Ed Schneider was his name, who was arriving home from work late that night. She claims she doesn't remember anything from the night of the attack. She gave birth to a healthy baby girl two years, two days later, <laughs> two years later. I'm pregnant sorry. For I, fucking... don't, I don't mean to derail from that that's all very sad no yeah it's super sad but no the, um, the baby was born and she like lived she's that, like, that's good though yeah. um wait the girl that was eight months pregnant mm -hmm. that's insane yeah that's insane how brutal these attacks were dude it's crazy um, that anybody made it out why does everyone in this town have a comical name schneider yeah schneider? like i actually knew a schneider really when i was a kid i have yet to meet uh, there's rob schneider he was a pretty I'd, nerdy I'd like kid. He was cool. He was one of my friends. I, I thought it was cool. His dad was nerdy too. They were just like a. I thought you said dirty kid. I was like, that's rude. Kid. Oh no, no. He was a cool <laughs> kid. He was just a little nerdy. Uh, his dad was nerdy too. I was fucking nerdy as shit too, though. I'm pretty sure I played like Yu-Gi-Oh with him or something. Pretty sure. Um. <clears throat> yeah, but his dad was nerdy too. Schneiders are just you guys are nerdy people, and you know what? That's cool. I mean, I don't have a problem with that, but. So, um, once again, nothing was stolen. You didn't or... answer my question. What? Does everyone in New Orleans have a comical name? I mean, no, not really. Send us it's your answers. pretty normal names. Send us your names if you're in New Orleans, and I'm going to judge it on the episode. Like, I want to go to New Orleans so if bad, you guys give, If enough of you from New Orleans, I don't know how many people from New Orleans listen, but if you do, just send me your name. Just say, I'm from New, New Orleans. New Orleans. New, New Orleans. This is my name, and if you want me to say it on episode and tell you whether I think it's weird or not, <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> If I get at least, like, five, I'll do it. <laughs> if I get, like, three, I'll do it. If you get one, you'll probably do it. Yeah. Yeah, that seems right. Okay. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, like I said before, Caleb uh, completely derailed my fucking episode. This is for... Uh, yeah. Anyways, once again, nothing was stolen or damaged from the home, and police had assumed she had been beaten with a lamp nearby her bed because there was, there was no axe this time. And uh, a man well, named James... Because he started just taking whatever he wanted at this point, right? Yeah. It was just like whatever, whatever was around him. Whatever was there, he'd just fucking go to town. So <coughs> a man named James Gleason, uh, an ex-convict, was arrested but later released due, due to a complete lack of evidence. And he explained that he ran from the authorities because he was so often arrested. Like, So I feel like he was just like chilling around like the area and he just ran. But yeah. there was like no actual evidence that he did it. 
Okay. Yeah. So investigators started to- Sounds like someone that did it. Yeah. So this is when investigators started to think, okay, this attack was related to the Lewis B and the Maggio incidents. That's when they started putting fucking- This late. Man. When they started putting two and two together. My man Maggio. It's a great last name. Yeah, that's a that's the coolest that's last name. That's a good name. one. We got a, really we got a Romano up next. Romano. Mm-hmm. Ray Romano. <laughs> I got a burp coming. Hold on. Uh, here Bria is being disgusting. And I have to fill in for it because you have prolonged burps. All right. I'm sorry. So on August 10th, 1918, an elderly man named Joseph Romano, who was living with his two nieces, Pauline and Mary... <sighs> Um, they awoke to a commotion in the connecting room where their uncle stayed. So, like, they were like, okay, well, what the fuck was that? When they came in the room, they discovered their uncle had been bashed in the head, resulting in two big-ass cuts on his head. That's not something you want to walk in and see. Yeah, and then they saw a man uh, fleeing the scene as they walked into the room. Uh, they were able to distinguish that the man was a dark, heavy-set man wearing all black and a slouched hat. and An all-black suit. And a slouched hat. That doesn't sound real. That's literally the neighborhood watch guy. I mean, that guy wears like a coat. Oh, uh, well, what if it, they, it could have been a coat. Coats can be confused for suits. If it's I mean, dark. maybe. It, yeah, it was dark. So like everybody's. That was a trench coat. Everybody's like sight of him is like pretty much different throughout the, uh, throughout the fucking story. I'm not so, gonna lie. I don't know. Every time I've imagined the Axeman, because I've heard the story multiple times. Um, I've always imagined him in a hat and a trench coat, just walking around, grabbing an axe, like holding it under his trench coat and then coming inside. Yeah. Well, That's you know what, what made see. me, um, want to do this? I was, uh, I've been rewatching, um, American Horror Story Coven and that's based in New Orleans. So like they have like an axe man little part in it and they oh, did nice. it like really cool. They made it like really cool. Is it Horror cool. Story? American Horror Story. Yeah. Still never watched it. Yeah, well, you got to watch season three, bud. Here we are. So, yeah. Although uh, Romano was seriously injured, he was still able to walk to the ambulance once it arrived. Sadly, he died two days later due to severe head trauma. He was an older guy. It sucks. He seemed like a sweet man. Yeah. Yeah. That's always rough. Upon investigation, authorities discovered that a panel from the back door had been removed and they also found a bloody axe in the backyard. The home had been ransacked, but yet again, nothing was stolen. Yep, so pattern. There's a pattern. A little cute little pattern. This created mass hysteria in the city. Um, Residents were terrified of an axe man attack. They started buying, like, shotguns and everything like this, and um, police were constantly receiving reports of people seeing an axe man lurking in the neighborhoods of New Orleans. And some even stated that they found an axe in their backyards. What are you doing? Oh, that's not good. Get out of my area. A retired detective by the name of John D'Antonio. <laughs> D'Antonio. D'Antonio. Uh, that's what two you're names, telling me? Two names in that's one, what you're baby. Me? It's great. Okay, so he publicly stated the similarities between these murders and some murders that had happened back in 1911. He described the potential suspect as somebody who had uh, dual personalities and said that he could be a casual law-abiding citizen citizen, (laughs) with a strong urge to kill. Who who came to this conclusion? Uh, D'Antonio. D'Antonio did? Yeah, he was a retired detective, and I guess he was pretty good. Do we trust (laughs) D'Antonio? I mean, if you do, I do. I'm right behind you. Yeah. I'm behind you on Uh, this. (laughs) 
I don't know. We'll see. Do we got more on D'Antonio? Uh, no, that was all I found. I don't trust D'Antonio. Oh, okay. Anyways, so uh, I'm gonna butcher the fuck out of this name again. Uh, Car- What's no? Charles Cordamiglia. 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 The L's are silent. I don't know. He uh, was an immigrant who lived with his wife Rosie and their baby girl Mary. On the night of March 10th, 1919, screams were heard coming from their house. <coughs> and then a nearby grocer named <laughs> Lorlando Giordano. Wait, wait, <laughs> hold on. Repeat, please. Repeat. Lorlando Giordano. So I'm going to go ahead and say that, yes, everyone in New Orleans does have outlandish <laughs> names. Unless someone's just been lying to you, like wherever we got your research, they were just like, I'm going to name this guy Lorlando Blablando. Uh, yeah, that sounds fine. Like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> that Come sounds on. fine. We'll go with this. This is, that doesn't sound real. Okay, yeah. So, uh, Lorlando, he rushed across the street to investigate and found that the couple had been severely injured. Ro- this part fucking breaks my heart, dude. Rosie was found is standing. Lo- wait, is Lorlando at least a good guy? Uh, we'll, we'll see right now. I'll okay. get to it. Yeah. Okay. Rosie was found standing in the doorway with a severe head wound, clutching her deceased daughter. Oh. Mary had suffered a blow to the back of her neck while sleeping in her mother's arms. Oh, my God. Yeah. Charles was laying on the floor, gushing blood, like spewing blood everywhere. They were rushed to the hospital, and it was found that they had both suffered skull fractures. Once again, nothing was stolen, and a panel on the back door had been chiseled away. The bloody axe had been found on the victim's back porch. Uh, Charles was, like, released from the hospital two days later while his wife uh, remained under the care of doctors. Upon gaining full reconscious, gaining full conscious, regaining full consciousness. There we go, buddy. (laughs) She stated that Lorlando and his 18-year-old son, Frank, were the attackers. Lorlando was 69 years old at the time and in poor health, and he wouldn't have had the strength to pull off such an attack. And his son was over six feet tall and over 200 pounds, and he would have been too, too big to fit through the panel on the back door. And honestly, just in general, it's so fucking terrifying that someone can just come behind your home and just and just like cut out a panel like in your home yeah. and then just come inside. Dude, no, this is like all of my worst fears ever. And this woman just lost her. I think the baby was two months old. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is terrible. Yeah. It's super fucking sad. <clears throat> Charles denied his wife claims, but yet the two were still arrested. Lorlando and his uh, son. The Lorlando. Men, the men were later found guilty and sentenced to hang. Wait, for the Axeman murders? Listen. After the trial. Orlando. Mm-hmm. After the trial, the two would get a divorce. A year later, his wife had announced that her statements were false. And that she accused the two out of jealousy and spite. You know what? First her, of all, if you if you did that, you're fucked. But also, what if it was like, what if he forced her to say that? I mean, yeah, you never know. But no, like, the Axeman forced her to say that? What if he was the Axeman? He was like, hey, don't fucking snitch on me. Well, he was going to hang for it, so. Mm-hmm. She yeah. already snitched on him, though, and he was going to hang for it. So what? what fear could she have possibly had? He maybe wasn't getting he, out. Maybe he manipulated her. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I want to bring another theory about. <clears throat> but yeah. Her statement being the only evidence against the Giordanos, they were released from jail shortly after. After the Cordomiglia attacks, the mysterious Axeman released a public letter. Hell, March 13th, 
1919. Esteemed mortal of New Orleans, I am the Axeman. They have never caught me, and they never will. They have never seen me, for I am invisible even as the ether that surrounds your earth. I am not a human being, but a spirit and a demon from the hottest hell. I am what you Orleanians and your foolish police call the Axeman. When I see fit, I shall come and claim other victims. I alone know whom they shall be. I shall leave no clue except my bloody axe, besmeared with blood and brains of he whom I have sent below to keep me company. If you wish, you may tell the police to be careful not to rile me. Of course, I am a reasonable spirit. I take no offense at the way they have conducted their investigations in the past. In fact, they have been so utterly stupid as to not only amuse me, but his satanic majesty, Francis Joseph, etc. Etc. Set. Part of his letter. <laughs> but, but tell them to beware. Let them not try to discover what I am, for it were better that they were never born than to incur the wrath of the Axeman. I don't think there is any need of such a warning, for I feel sure the police will always dodge me, as they have in the past. They are wise and know how to keep away from all harm. Undoubtedly, you Orleanians think of me as a most horrible murderer, which I am, but I could be much worse if I wanted to. If I wished, I could pay a visit to your city every night. <laughs> At will, I could slay thousands of your best citizens and the worst, for I am in close relationship with the angel of death. Now, to be exact, at 12.15, earthly time, on next Tuesday night, I am going to pass over New Orleans. In my infinite mercy, I am going to make a little proposition to you people. Here it is. I am very fond of jazz music, and I swear by all the devils in neither regions that every person shall be spared in whose home a jazz band is in full swing at the time I have just mentioned. If every has a jazz, everyone has a jazz band going. Well, then so much the better for you people. One thing is certain, and that is that some of your people who do not jazz it out on that specific Tuesday night, if there be any, will get the axe. Well, as I am cold and crave the warmth of my native Tartarus. Tartarus. Tartarus? And it is about time I leave your earthly home. I will seize my discourse, hoping that thou will publish publish this, that it may go well with thee. I have been and am will be the worst spirit that ever existed, in fact, or realm of fancy. Ooh. You know what part made me laugh? Jazz it up. Jazz it up. I'm gonna jazz it up tonight. Well, yeah, he's he's this guy's a fucking douche. He's just like, hey, play some jazz, and I won't kill you. Like, what what kind of what kind of proposition is okay, that? Okay, so this like obviously isn't real life, but um, in American Horror you say Story, isn't real. Oh, I thought you were talking about this. I was like, this is real life. No, 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 no. Um, so yeah, in American Horror Story, um, they had the the Axeman part, and uh, it was really cool because like they read the letter in the in the show, and um. They made this axe man like a, a like older white guy with like a really cool accent, and um, that's racist. But in the in the show, 
there there was like a coven of witches like living at the same house and uh so the letter got out and she was like are you fucking kidding me like no we're gonna fucking we're gonna rush this dumbass <laughs> so he was like walking the streets of new orleans and jazz was like playing all over the place and until he got to the the coven house and it was all quiet and he walked in and they fucking like straight up murdered his ass and like trapped his soul it was really cool do we think that the Axeman is a witch? Uh, no. Maybe. Maybe he was part of some, like, cult or something, but... Okay. What else you got for me? Okay. I want to hear more. So, I'm Steve... Steve Boca, also a grocer, was attacked as he slept on August 10th, 1919. Boca stated that he awoke to a dark figure over his bed. Af- this shit's fucking crazy. Dark figure. After gaining his consciousness, he ran outside to investigate the intrusion because obviously he knew somebody had came into his house, but he had no idea like what happened and fairly quickly realized his head had been cracked the fuck open. Like He was just like, oh, uh, okay. So he then ran to his neighbor's house where he passed out and collapsed. Wait, so he was awake and his head was already cracked open? Yeah. Just like, didn't realize? His head got cracked open and then he woke up to go find the intruder that he saw. And then he realized that like, oh shit, my fucking... <laughs> My shit's fucked up, dude. Like That's fucked. It's insane, yeah. So nothing had been stolen, and yet again, a panel from the back door had been removed. Boca recovered from his injuries, but couldn't remember anything from that night. Now, was this panel thing, was this in, like, the news at all? Like, did people know about this? It was all over the media, yeah. So do we think, it, could it have been a copycat killer, like, after the first few, or? I'm. It could have been. I'm not sure, because I know, like, the first two... Um, I didn't, I don't think I read that the panel was cut open from the back door. I think that they just like busted in or something like that. Okay. So it could have like either that or he was getting more careful with his work. Like he, like he was realizing like, oh, I'm not getting caught. Let's uh, be more careful about it. I actually have my speculations like pretty much all the time when I ask you these questions, but I want to ask them. Oh, (laughs) what were your speculations? Well, we'll talk about it at the the end. Okay. So on September 2nd, a local druggist <coughs> by the name of William Carson escaped the axe man after he fired several shots at an intruder. How many shots? Just several. That's a lot of shots. It is a lot of shots. The mysterious axe man left an axe behind and Carson's door panel was chiseled away. So this dude literally escaped his death. Like, dude, like. That's terrifying. Not to get a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? What's the. Not to get a uh, political, but um, Chris danked in the guns, guns. I said guns. <laughs> guns, Gunther. Guns can help in a situation like this. Is there a Gunther in this story? No, I hate that name. Where is Gunther hail from? What? The Gunther, Gunther hail? Yeah, where is it hail from? Like, like Where's it come what from? Region? Eh. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll figure it out before this episode ends. <clears throat> okay. So, on September 3rd, 1919, a young lady named Sarah Lawman was attacked as she slept in her locked Lawman. and shuttered home. Yeah. Quit fucking with me. I'm not. These are real names. So, yeah. Her house was, like, locked the fuck up and, like, closed. Neighbors had came to check on the young woman, uh, like I said before, as she lived alone and found her... Found? <laughs> they had found her lying unconscious in her bed with several blows to the head and several missing teeth. I hate the teeth thing, dude. I fucking hate the teeth thing. That that shit fucks me up, dude. That that makes my jaw hurt. I I just hate, like, dude, that's why I haven't gotten my other two wisdom teeth removed because they're like, oh, this is so off topic, but 
they're like not gonna knock me out for it and i don't i don't want to be any part of that no you got me fucked up i'd rather suffer i'd rather suffer that's honestly (laughs) uh gunther is a german and french name ah okay i was gonna say irish german and french but yeah, uh, she suffered from a brain concussion, but thankfully recovered. Another bloody axe was discovered on the front lawn of her building. Still with the axes, huh? Yeah, that's why he Still is uh, the axes. dubbed the axe man. But he had a couple kills without the axe. Mm, yeah, but his favorite was an axe. Oh, well, you know. Yeah, it is. it is what it is. So New Orleans was once again in a state of absolute hysteria. Residents were arming themselves with shotguns and would take turns sleeping at night. Do we think the Axeman is the Phantom Killer? Where was the Phantom Killer again? Texarkana. Do we think he traveled? He could have. How far is Louisiana from Texas? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't know maps. You don't know maps? I don't know maps. Okay, good. Maps. I have a globe somewhere. There's a. What happened to that globe? We bought that for a reason, and it's gone now. Uh, it's over there somewhere. Huh. Yeah. I do not see this globe. No, 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 no. It's all gone. All right. Oh, I thought you were going to figure out how far uh, Texarkana is from I will, Louisiana. but that takes time. How much time do you need to figure out such a thing? Uh, a while. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, um, residents kept shotguns, would take turns sleeping, which, like... That, to me, is so fucked up, dude. Like, you can't even go to sleep at night in peace. No, you cannot. Like, I've been in that, like, when, like, my paranoia hits, and I'm just like, fuck, dude, the house is going to get broken into, like, and I can't go to sleep. Like, can you imagine it being, like, real life and not just fucking your brain fucking with you? No, yeah, that sounds terrible. Yep. The city was absolutely terrified of the mysterious Axeman. Texas is right next to Louisiana and Arkansas. You know how it's like on the border of Texas and Arkansas? They're like right next to each other and Louisiana's right under. Holy bejesus, dude. <laughs> well, the only similarity like, they have this is... This is like, uh, what, almost 30, 40 years apart, but I guess that's still a human life. They could, uh, it it's could be, lifetime. but the only similarities they have is that it wasn't money. It wasn't money. That's... That was stolen. Hey, evolving. And one's an axe and one's, I don't know... Yeah, ma- what if he wore a mask when he went in here? We don't. Know- were there any survivors from this guy? Well, there were, but they didn't. There was like six survivors. Did they see him? Well, there was, yeah, but did they? They s- they just they said a guy in a in a coat and a hat. Yeah. How do you know this guy didn't evolve to a mask? I don't know. I do not know. Same guy. Okay. Nothing would be heard from the Axeman for almost two months. Same guy. Until his last attack on October twenty seventh, yeah, nineteen. 19- in- until nineteen fucking like forty two, what was uh the Phantom Killer? I don't I'm know. Off now. That's when his next attack was. Okay, so yeah, last attack, October twenty seventh, nineteen nineteen. A man named Mike Pepitoni, Pepperoni, had been attacked <laughs> by the Axe Man. His wife was awakened by a strange noise and went to his bedroom to find a large, axe wielding man leaving the scene. He was found covered, uh, her husband, was found covered in his own blood and with a large head wound. It said that blood splatter covered the majority of the room and even a painting of the Virgin Mary. I don't know why I wrote that down, but I did. Jesus. <laughs> Mrs. It was 1946. I was off a few years. Mrs. Pepperoni was unable to describe any <laughs> characteristics of the assailant. Assailant. <laughs> 
She was, yeah, so she couldn't describe the dude. She just saw him leaving. And uh, Mike uh, Pepperoni left behind his wife <laughs> and six children. This would be the last of the alleged Axeman murders. This case remi- remains... <laughs> Fuck, I can't even talk right now, dude. This case remains unsolved, and the Axeman is probably dead now. So rest in peace to all the victims affected by this, and uh, I'm still going to New Orleans one day. <laughs> yeah, this guy sucks. He's a dick. Like, that letter, he's just like... Very cocky about himself. Well, that's why I feel like he's a phantom killer. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that like, guy, that's just I like a like that's he, just like a serial killer characteristic. Ah, really. he was a cocky bald. It's it was close. I like and he you know traveled. It's more so crazy to me that like he there was twelve victims altogether. Uh-huh. Six died and six survived. So like. You didn't, wouldn't you think that like you hear like six of your victims survived and you'd be fucking scared of getting caught? Like, you would think so, but that also kind of like, if you don't get caught, it's gonna fuel him. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna fuel him. Like, hey, you know, I didn't get caught. I'm going now, baby. But yeah, that's a, that's a very interesting case. These unsolved ones are hard. That's like, they are, dude, because it's just like, I feel like if they were to like reopen it now and like do like, fingerprints on the axes or just like anything any anything like that probably have i'm not sure i didn't this is my case so yeah i mean i didn't really look into that but i just feel like it was just so long ago and i wonder how um the the pepitoni pepperoni kids are doing now pepperoni kids because he had six kids so wait a minute it's a lot of kids i don't know if the pepperonis are still alive yeah maybe Maybe they're this is like a hundred years later almost. Their grandchildren could be like middle aged now. Yeah, yeah, doing pepperoni things. Yeah, you know. It's good stuff, man. A lot of pepperoni, a lot of smokes. Well, I'm glad they survived. Yeah, me too. It's good it's stuff fucking, good for them. I I still feel like it was the Baggio brother. Oh really? Just because like there was so much evidence like against him, like saying you didn't hear anything next door. You are going to fucking hear somebody screaming and fucking hollering, getting murdered by an axe. That's what I always feel like in any case where they're like, oh, I didn't hear anything. I'm like, I, I, how did maybe. you not? And, like, uh, how you did you what? not hear that? Maybe nowadays I have headphones on a lot of the time, so I'm not going to hear anything. I never have uh, headphones on, dude. Ever. I do constantly. I, I never have it, except when I'm washing dishes at work. That's Realistically, it. if someone was getting murdered around me, like, a lot of the time, <laughs> I would not notice. I'd be, like, just sitting, like, I wouldn't notice until they opened the door and they were in front of me. I'd be like, oh, sh- this is a bad time. <laughs> this is bad. Yeah. This What's is a, happening is not good right now. go somewhere else. But, yeah, the, the Maggio brother, Andrew Maggio, I feel like his blade was there. He lived right next door. He found the bodies. Maybe he, like, I don't know what any of these victims' background was. I just knew a lot of them were grocers. Maybe there was some type of trauma, and his fucking, he was, like, abused as a kid, and he got all fucked up, and his brother wasn't, and he, I just really feel like it was Andrew Maggio. It was a phantom killer. Open the case back up, look into it. Louisiana is close to Texarkana. That's what I have to go off of. And he, even then, it wouldn't matter, because Ted Bundy went from, what, Colorado to where? Florida? You went a lot of places. Yeah. A lot of people go See, a lot of places. He traveled a shit ton uh, and killed a bunch of people, dude. Well, yeah, anyone can. Dude. It's just, I could, if I if I killed someone right now, I could drive to Arizona. Then I could kill someone there and be like, hey, I'm going to go to Nevada. 
that's just surrounding states, though. It, there you go. I'm just saying, that's like, what I'm the talking Phantom about. Killer. Louisiana surrounds if, Kansas and Texas. If we're going to connect that's the Phantom Killer, like, I feel like it being the states being close together doesn't really have much to do with it. Because but look the thing at is, I don't want to look into this. I want to put it out there, reopen the case. I'm putting that energy out there. Justice needs to be served. This is what's happening. 100 to like 80 years later. I shouldn't be a cop, but you know. No, you no, that's a bad idea. Well, that was it, guys. Uh, hope you liked it. If not, let me know. And like I said, I'll kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> that's, I think, no, uh, I think no consequences me, to pay. I, <laughs> you know, I'll just, I'll just die. Oh, no big deal. <laughs> I think what she means to say is if you have any issues, let her know and uh, she'll try to work on it. If you want to put it like that, but I mean, <laughs> no, like I, uh, I said what I, I said. Yeah, no. If you guys have a, like uh, any problems whatsoever, just I like will message kill me. Myself. <laughs> <laughs> I do it one hundred percent. I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> but no, yeah, just just let me know if I'm not doing good, and let me know if I am doing good because I like to hear these type of things, and then I will kill myself after that. <laughs> Thank can you. We, can we move on from that part of this? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um. Shark Month is finally over for our movie episodes. Mm -hmm. We're back on to things that don't make me want to hurt myself. <laughs> I guess if we're bringing it back to that. Uh, what are we doing? We're starting off. We're on Intruder. Yeah. I'm excited. I've never seen that movie. It's a really good fucking movie. It's a lot of fun. I'm excited. It's part of our artwork. That's only going to be our artwork until like a couple hours because our new artwork <laughs> is getting finished like right now. Nice. Yep. yep. New artwork. Always That's nice. Where we are. Hey, thanks. Thanks to the artist. Oh, he's so good. He's I'm great. gonna go ahead and plug him now. Um, because it's probably gonna come out around the time this episode comes out. It mm -hmm. might literally he might send it to me tonight. Oh. So his Instagram is at T I R M E G O R E. It's like Termigore. Termgore. Tiramigore. That might be it. Like Tiramisu, but Tiramigore. Is that how you spell that? I have no idea. <laughs> I am not I have no fancy enough clue. to know how to spell that. I, I never I don't tried. Even, I'm not even a fan of tiramisu, really. What even is that? It's just like a, I feel a cake. Like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like yeah, a coffee-flavored yeah. exactly coffee cake. I don't really yeah, like yeah, yeah. it that much. Everybody loves it, but I'm not, not a fan. I actually do like that. I don't like I'm not a big much. fan of cake, but like weird flavor cake. I like carrot cake. I like that. Dude, I like, carrot uh, cake is delicious. You know, threth, letheth. Oh, that one is really good, too. That's the coffee flavored oh. one is bomb. I like that one. That's good stuff. I could eat that all day. Oh, that's really good. Uh, really okay, good. this is like completely unrelated, but oh. uh, I finished my notes and sent them to my email at four twenty p.m. today. So, uh, just putting that out there. What's your email? Four twenty all the time. My email? Why? Is it weird or is it just normal? No, it's just normal. First oh, name, okay, last name, birth year, at Gmail. What email sent to that email? Is that one weird? Yeah, that's my mother's. Give me, I can't even read that. <laughs> give me a hint of some of it. Don't give us the real one so that people can find it. Just give me like the weird part of it. It has a the word plus in it. Plus what? Plus three. Wait, for what? For her dogs, not even her children. She my mom has four kids and she put she put her dogs in her email <laughs> instead. Does that say impulse? Where? What are you looking at? Oh, no. and Oh, M. I thought it yeah. said Impulse. Yeah, no, my mom's email is kind of weird. I'm going to go really. with Impulse 3. My mom has like a million emails out there. 
because she used to do like those like surveys that paid you like two dollars so she'd have to make like emails and like gmail wouldn't let her make anymore yahoo wouldn't aol she hotmail sound, she sounds like me when i made club penguin music videos and by the way guys i am gonna bring those back this is infinite information <laughs> this we, is we information did, like, they little... did not need we did a little um, update on Patreon on some of the stuff we were going to do. Should we tell that to people right now? Uh, Yeah, because I don't remember any updates. Well, we're going to start a new podcast pretty soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're just uh trying to finalize a name right now, but I know we get a lot of... <laughs> We get a lot of like some one stars and some lower stars, and then like every once in a while, some messages about how we talk too much about like side stories and shit. Like we are now. <laughs> like we have been this whole episode. Yeah. So we're gonna try. Well, not to... really. It was all relating to the. It was to an extent, but also a little bit. I guess we're gonna try to tone that down on these episodes and keep it toward topic. Yeah. And uh, we're starting another podcast where we talk about whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. About whatever, we're, like we're just gonna do whatever. Like, we'll see how it goes. There's gonna be a 50 minute silent episode. <laughs> there might be where you can hear us breathing. That and occasionally sniffle. Just an ASMR episode. Oh, we could do that too. You might get that. I might visibly. I'd feel uncomfortable, honestly. I might bring my microphone into the bathroom. <laughs> just start blowing it up. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be a fun podcast. <laughs> But no, really, that is happening soon. Uh, me and Bree decided that we're staying in California. We're gonna do some other shit here. Yep. So gonna try and uh, it's, it's see this fun. this podcast thing through. I guess. Yeah. I, I guess we're sticking with it. Yeah, we're gonna do a little <laughs> more with this piece of crap. I mean, I, I guess we like doing it. I mean, I guess we'll just stick with it. Yeah. So we're not gonna go live in Cactusville. Gonna do this for a while, and you know uh, what? We, we, I'm still down to live in Cactusville, just not now. Yeah, maybe soon, or soon, maybe soon. Or we'll go we to like see. Lettuceville. Where's that? We'll find it. Okay, search what? for Lettuceville begins now. I want to go to Canada. Oh, I would love to go to Canada. All right, so it's set in stone, Canada, twenty two. <laughs> good year. <laughs> Uh, solid year. All right, guys. Uh, well, let's do a couple things. Um, if you guys want to help us out, tell a friend that we talk about nothing. Oh, and also, I have something to say. If you're gonna rate us one star, like, please leave a review and tell us like what we're doing wrong, because we don't know how to fix it. You know, if we're doing something wrong, or if you just don't like us, just be like, you guys fucking suck, and then get out of there. Like, <laughs> like you know, like I don't care. Just like you know, leave yeah, something, right? right? You're, like you're, leave something. You're kind of right. I'll give you that. I would appreciate, like, I guess if you're rating a one star, they're probably not listening this far into the podcast. No, people probably already clicked off, but still. But even in general, even with the listeners that we do have, even if, like, it's, like, something that we've been doing recently that you don't like or something that we do in general that you don't like and you think we could fix, whether it's, like, throughout the episode or toward the end or a segment we do or anything like that, or if there's segments you want us to do. Be brutally honest with us. Yeah. Like, be fucking honest. Like, I can take criticism. To an extent. <laughs> there, it around like episode like 12 or something. I think we got like some bad criticism. I was like, fuck you. Oh my God. I remember that, dude. And now I'm like, wasn't it like a two, really like care. a three star review? And you were like, ah, oh, fuck this. Cause he called you annoying or something. No, it was like a four star. <laughs> and there was like, they were like, Caleb's annoying. Oh, yeah, 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 I yeah. love this podcast. And I was like, fuck <laughs> you. And now I'd be like, oh, that's, that person that's probably fine. stopped listening. 
Even Probably. though it was a four-star review. No, I thought it I at the time I thought it was funny to drive people away, and I still kind of do. But it's it's funny, but then again, like uh, we should probably not do that anymore. Maybe not, but I I I still think it's funny. Fair enough. It's pretty funny. <laughs> but if you do have issues, you could tell us. Um tell a friend if you want to donate to us, which does help a fuck ton, it's been helping us with some shit lately. We're gonna, it's been helping us with our artwork. We're gonna have some new shirts and shit soon. Our artwork, our merch, our stamps, right? Stampers, no, stamper well, rampers. Some of that stuff I pay for. You pay for? Yeah. Well. Yeah. So, uh, I'm mad. I'll, I'll tell you later. I'll tell you why I'm mad later. You tell why I'm mad. I'll tell you why I'm mad later. Uh, so patreon.com slash horse soup. If you want to <laughs> follow us on social media, that's Instagram at horse soup podcast, Facebook at horse soup podcast, YouTube at horse soup podcast. And I am on letterbox at horse soup, Caleb. And if you want stickers, you can rate us five stars on iTunes. Send, send like your username or a screenshot of the review or something. I guess username works. I realized that recently listening to other podcasts that do things better than I do. And yeah, just send me something that proves that, you know, that's your thing. And uh, send you stickers. Address. You'll get, you'll get stickers. That works. We have to have somewhere to send the stickers to, so please send your address. I'm glad this is the last episode of this uh, month. Because it's dragging on, and we do have enough space for this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I'm glad this went well. Yeah. No, it did go well. The timing is perfect. Timing perfect. We could have went without uh, talking about bullshit for 10 minutes. But Oh, I'm sure people hate this episode, but uh, this is a podcast. Bye. That's not what we're doing. <laughs>